Good evening, brothers and sisters, and uh, welcome once again in this online service. We've been talking about uh, Jesus being the chief cornerstone who was rejected by the builders and has become the capstone. And the Lord Jesus himself taught us two very essential things to build with him as the chief cornerstone. That is, the first thing we are to do what the Father wants us to do. And the second thing has to do with managing wealth for him. You know, God is coming to look for fruits and the land belongs to him. I'm sure by now we, we have this teaching. And last week we learned that there are three types of servants who have managed wealth successfully. The first type is a good servant who knows what the master wants and he works hard and reproduces and multiplies the seed money that the master has given to him. And as a result, he was given charge over 10 cities. And then the second type of servant is the wise and faithful servant who take care of the household of God and feed the servant you know, in its time. And uh, because he take care of God's house, the household of the master, the master was so pleased when he came back. He knew that this servant is trustworthy and he let this servant take care of all that belongs to him. And then the third type is the righteous person or the righteous servant. The values of the kingdom, the values of, of God's teaching is already so much into him that when he cares for the needy and those who cannot help themselves, he cares for this world, he does it so naturally, unconsciously he's doing it because it's part of his nature. God's heart becomes his heart. God's thoughts become his thoughts. So he did it unconsciously and because he did what is right and he received the kingdom so I end last week's message by saying that all these three types of servant there's a one common factor that is they know the heart of the master they know the heart of God so when we look into the Bible we realize there is one person, well, there are many more, but one person in particular who really know the heart of God. Let's turn to the book of Acts 13, verse 22. I'm sure by now you know who I'm talking about. It's about David. And God testified concerning David. He said, I found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. That's God's testimony about David. He said, David is a man after my own heart. It means that David is pursuing after God. He is taking initiative to seek after God in order to know the heart of God so that he can, he can follow God, he can do what God wants. We know David was a shepherd boy. And in that environment, he was 
He didn't follow what others are doing. Because he has a heart that is after God's own heart. We know that he played the musical instrument. He was worshipping God. And he was drawing near to God and seeking God. You know, today, we believe in God. And there are some who are lost. Instead of pursuing after God, it's God who is pursuing them. You know, because they are lost, just like the good shepherd looking for the lost sheep. And others of us, we too also believe in God, but we sort of let things be and we just maintain a kind of relationship with God. But we lack the passion. We lack the, the actively pursuing and, and running after God, seeking after God to know His will. And, but David is so different that God himself testified that this man, well, this boy, David, he is a man pursuing after God, wanting to know God's will. And that's why in Psalm 63, verse 1 to verse 2, David said, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you. In a dry and weary land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. So there's such intensity in the heart of David to seek after God. And, and it described not just, you know, in the heart, but, but, but even the body. He said, you know, he's, he, he's, he said, my body longs for you. He longs for the presence of God. He longs to be filled with the Spirit of God. No, so David is in constant communion with God. But yet he knows there are special places where he needs to come and seek after God. He said, I've beheld, uh, I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. David knew there is a special place where they will congregate, that where the people of God will gather and worship. And he has seen God in the sanctuary. And another psalmist, Korah, he's chosen to be the worshiper, the worship leaders, leading the worship uh, before the tabernacle of God. He said in Psalm uh, 42 verse 2, he said, My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with you? When can I go and meet with you? Korah is a worshiper. He just like David, he also seek after God. He also draw near to God. But yet, Korah know there is a special place. There is this, the, the tabernacle, the sanctuary, where God's presence is so different and so real. He said, when can I go and meet with you? You know, we were under the lockdown and we cannot gather together to worship. But now that we have the freedom we are allowed to come back to worship. I know there are people who wanted to come, but because of children or, be, uh, uh, or because of the uh, age, the, 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 the restriction that is given, they cannot come. But yet I know there are people who can come, but they, they just couldn't be bothered to come. You know how different are we compared with David, who has built his life upon God as 
the capstone, God as a chief cornerstone. He knew the heart of God. They, they desired to come to the presence of God. And they desired to seek after God. So I trust that this word will speak to those who, are, who just say that, well, we have the online service. Yes, you, we have the online service. Thank God for that. But there is a place that is special. There is a place where you know, we gather together in the house of God, in the sanctuary, where God revealed himself in a different level, different dimension, different way uh, to us. And then the verse say that God continued to testify concerning David. He said, man after my own heart. He said, he will do everything I want him to do. He will do everything I want him to do. Not, the Bible didn't say, he will do everything I ask him to do. You know, those who know the heart of God, they will do things without God telling them. They will do things that God wants him to do. You know, there are different people who work under me. There are those who will only do what you tell them to do. And sometimes they see things, they see there's a fault there, they see a certain problem there, but they will not initiate because that's more work, that's more trouble. And sometimes they even say, you know, that's not my work. You want me to do that? You know, but then I have other people who is constantly looking out for what they can do and make this church better and make this place better. You know, this second type of people, they do what I want them to do, not what I ask them to do. So David is a man like that. You know who, who is doing what I please. So David is a man who do what God wants him to do. You know, when he, as a little boy, uh, asked by his father to take lunch for his brother up in, the, up in the battlefield, when he saw Goliath defying God's army, blaspheme against the name of God, the Bible never say that God asked David to go and fight Goliath. No. In fact, everyone is telling David, no, you're too young, you mustn't go, you're not ready. But David initiated because he's a man after God's own heart. He's a man who will do what God wants him to do. So he went and fight against Goliath. You know the story. He killed that giant. So David did what God wanted him to do. And then when he became king, the Ark of the Covenant was captured. And it was not in Jerusalem. And David said that we have, we have not sought God for a long, long time. Let's bring the Ark of the Covenant back to the city of David, back to Jerusalem where it should be. You see, again, that comes from David's heart of wanting to seek after God. It wasn't God telling him, now it's time to bring the Ark of the Covenant back. No. But it's his heart to want to draw near to God, to want to seek God. David did what God wanted him to do. And we know that uh, when he had to deal with King Saul, who was 
persecuting him, wanting to kill him because he was threatened. David said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. Even though there are opportunities for him to kill, David, uh, kill King Saul, his enemy. But David refused to do it. The people near him say, hey, God has delivered your enemy into your hand. But David refused to do it. Because he said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. So David did what God wanted him to do, not what he wanted. I'm sure we all want our enemies to be destroyed. And David lived it into the hands of God. In fact, the second time that kind of opportunity presents itself. I'm sure if I'm David, I will be thinking like, oh, last time maybe I missed it. I shouldn't have let him go. You know, he's still pursuing after me. He's still uh, trying to destroy the anointed of God, trying to destroy the plan and purpose of God. And, and now God is giving me a second chance to, to kill him. And this is a good time. You see, we can rationalize, we can justify, we can have a, a lot of good reason. But David do what God want him to do not what he wanted to do. And when he was successful at the prime of his life, just finished building his palace, the nation is at peace, and he's moving towards the later part of his life. If it's you, what are you thinking of? We'll be thinking, well, now is time to enjoy. Now is time to relax. You know, throughout my life, I've been running, I've been fighting battle after battle after battle. Now it's time for me to enjoy life. Thank God for his blessing. But not so with David. David saw the Ark of the Covenant. He saw the needs that is there. At the, at the tail end of his life, he embarked on the greatest project that he could ever do you know, throughout his life. He initiated to build the temple. You see, even though it wasn't God's uh, uh, will for him to physically build the temple, God was so pleased with his initiative, his desire. That's exactly what God wanted. But God would not say. Many times God would not tell you, but he's watching you. He's seeing what you will do. Are you going to do what he wanted you to do? Or are you waiting for him to ask you? God said, never tell anybody to do this. Not that he doesn't want it. And, and he said, David, and you, you initiated, I'm going to bless you so much. Can you see? David did what God wanted him to do. And he initiated and, and, and he gave and he made preparations so that his son, who is chosen to build the temple, can complete the work successfully. And so when David gave out of his personal treasury, and, and he gave from the national uh, treasury for this big project, I'm not sure how much he got left. But he gave all that he could, but the project is just too big. And so he came before the leaders, he came before the people and said, this is what I've done. Now it's your turn. Now you are to give. Because this is such a, a big project. And the people gave so willingly. And because of that, David prayed a prayer that gives us a glimpse of his heart. 
to give us a glimpse of what he believed, what his values are, in order for him to be the man that he is, to go after God's own heart, to do what God wants him to do. And let's read it in 1 Chronicles 29, verse 10. David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor. For everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. You know, when I read this passage of scripture, it's as if David has sat under the teaching of Jesus. You know, David, whatever David revealed to us about his belief is what we have been learning from Jesus, what he has been teaching us about making him the chief cornerstone. And David acknowledged that God, he owns everything in heaven and on earth. And now that he rules over the nation, the kingdom of Israel, and yet he said, God, you are the one who, uh, the, the, all the kingdoms belongs to you. You are head over all. You are that capstone over all. Wealth and honor comes from you. You are the ruler of all things. And David understand the purpose of wealth. Remember when we um, enter into our promised land, when we enjoy the abundance? Remember, it is the law who has given you the ability to gain wealth so as to confirm the covenant he made with our fathers. So David understood this. You know, and, and, and let's read it, uh, continue to read verse 13. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? Everything comes from you and we have given you only what comes from your hand. We are aliens and strangers in your sight, as well as were all our forefathers. Our days on earth are like a shadow without hope. O oh Lord, our God, as for all this abundance that we have provided for building you a temple for your holy name, it comes from your hand and all of it belongs to you. David never forget his roots, where he come from. He never forget he was only a shepherd boy, expected to be a shepherd throughout his life. And yet God has chosen him and called him out and make him king. And he knows that all that he has comes from God and it belongs to God. You know, a lot of us, yeah, we acknowledge everything we have comes from God. But we put a full stop there. But David continues to say, all this belongs to you. They are yours. Right? Uh, so, and uh, 
And David knew the purpose of this well is to, for, for us to build the temple of God. And that's why they were able to uh, give willingly uh, to God. Before that, even the nation, David understood the nation was wandering under oppression of the stronger nations. And now God has established the nation and they are living in victory and in peace and, and, and begin to prosper in the land. And David knew at one time they were without hope. So David knew everything comes from God and God has given them so much in abundance and it belongs to him. And now is the time that they are to use the wealth that God has given to build the holy temple of God. And David understood that every time when you talk about money, when you talk about giving, it's the testing of our hearts. It's to test the integrity of our hearts, whether we will hold on to all this that God has given to us for us to manage as if it's our own and refuse to let go, or we are going to have the integrity of heart and say, God, we know they belongs to you. And now we give to you generously we give to you in abundance because it belongs to you. You know, so let's read in verse 17. He said, I know, my God, that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. All these things have I given willingly and with honest intent. And now I have seen with joy how willingly your people who are here have given to you. O Lord, God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, keep this desire in the hearts of your people forever and keep their hearts royal to you. So David understood when it comes to money, when it comes to giving, it's the test of, of our heart. And I'm sure David also are being tested. That's why he's able to testify. Because he believed that all these are given by God and all this belongs to God. And God is at liberty to want it, to use it, to do what he wants to do. So David obeyed God in what God wants him to do. And so, uh, so he has the integrity of heart, and that's why he said, I give so generously, with honest intent. There's no ulterior motive, but to see that your name being glorified, because he knows it comes from God, and it belongs to God. And then David prayer, prayer. He prayed that God would keep the desire of these people to give to him, keep this heart, uh, this desire in the heart of your people forever, and keep their hearts loyal to you. So our loyalty to God is reflected by how we uh, respond to Him when He wants us to give, when He wants us to build His temple, you know, whether we are willing to, to, to give of our resources to build. So David is praying that these people will continue to be loyal. David understood how much it takes for us to live not just this moment, not just in this project, but continuously in our life 
to be loyal to God, to give to God, to have this desire to draw near to God and, and, and build God's temple continuously. David understood that God is a God of generation. That's why he prayed here, oh God, God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. David understood, and he's praying that the nation of Israel will continue to be loyal to God from generation to generation forever. He said forever. You know, David himself has kept this passion and has kept this desire since he was a shepherd boy. Until now, in his twilight of his year, uh, in, in his old, old, old age, he continued to love God with such passion. And David knew it's not easy. There are so many conflicts he has to overcome. And he's praying that the nation of Israel will keep this, keep this passion, keep this desire. I know we have people who at one time were so passionate, but now it's gone. It's no more. You see, but David is praying that we will be loyal. We will continue with this desire. And then David prayed. He said, the, fathers, the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Normally in the Bible, you talk about the God of our fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But David prayed Israel because David understood the grace and mercy of God. He knew his forefather Jacob at one time out of greed and, 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 and his uh, fleshly desire. He cheated, he manipulated in order to gain all this wealth. And God works in his life so that Jacob become Israel. You know, God totally transforms him so that all he wants is to trust in God, depends on God, depends on God to bless him, whatever the price is. And that's why Jacob becomes Israel. And so David is praying that, that to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, so that the nation of Israel, in times that they were to be like Jacob, and, and they were tempted, and they were know and experience the grace of God and the mercy of God and come back so that their heart and passion for God will be restored so that they will just like Jacob learn to trust God with all their might whatever the cost you know uh, so that they will enter into what the destiny that God has for them so this evening we look into the life of David and we see this man live up what we have been learning in the New Testament in Jesus' teaching of building our life and making God the chief cornerstone and the capstone of our life. And David truly has lived this life. And I trust by looking into his heart, we also learn how we can live this life by pursuing actively after God's heart and doing what God wants, not what God ask, so that we'll take initiative, so that we'll come and worship week after week and keeping this desire in us from one generation, from our lifetime to the next generation, to the next generation. May the Lord bless us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that you are so faithful and you are able to work in our life so that the Jacob can become Israel. And we pray this evening that everyone who listened to this message, our heart will be touched, oh God, that we will be 
we would desire to, to follow after David, to seek after you, to pursue after your heart and to know your heart so that we can uh, do what you want us to do and be, uh, be able to build what you will have us to build, Lord, that holy temple. God, touch our heart. Bless us, O oh God, so that we will enter into our destiny. We thank you, Lord. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. Uh, we'll see you again next week. Amen. <laughs>